Hello, this is Ken, your podcast preacher, and I want to welcome you back to Deep Waters. This podcast is brought to you by Applied Strength Ministry, where we believe working together in our strengths is the effect of working out the will and calling of God in our lives. The title of this message is Define and Redefine the New Slash Old Way of Lying. This is a multi-episode series in which this is episode one of three. So what do you do if you get caught in a situation whereby the rules that you had initially established to control an outcome of your choosing has been successfully challenged and defeated? What have we seen throughout all of history, including and especially in the religious community? Where exactly did penitence come from? How about purgatory? Redefining the truth. Did not Pilate say to Jesus, what is truth? John 18, 38. Is it possible that he knew that you could just redefine the rules that supported your initial definition of what or how the truth was defined at the time? This is now where we are introduced to interpretation. They say, well, I don't see or read it that way. So then we have experts who are defined as such in today's world by expert seers who know what the rules are for defining an expert. After all, are they not also defined by a set of rules? The problem is that experts, or one who carries a title, is subjective. Their opinions are usually subjective. And I'm going to show you at least two things here. The first is how to get into something to ensure you understand its meaning. For example, I like to know what words are and mean, so that I can understand how they assist with the sentence that they are in. DCOM defines expert in this way. Expert. A person who has special skill or knowledge in some particular field. Specialist, authority, a language expert. So even in the definition where it says special skill or knowledge, how is that defined? What is a special skill? And knowledge. How much knowledge? Who determines when enough knowledge is enough so that you've now crossed a line from maybe an intermediary, a consultant, to an expert? You see where the subjectivity comes in? So we would need to find what special skill is to understand the first part of this definition. And in my thinking, it would have to be a skill that other non-experts don't have. Additionally, the example used without further explanation would imply that because I have known English all of my 60 years of living, I am truly an expert. To better understand how this is being used, I would have to know what separates a special skill or knowledge from other skills or knowledge. What is the cutoff that takes and makes a special skill no longer a special skill? Is it when 51% of the population or a specific population has the same skill? And at what level of the skill must they have mastered before we call it a skill at all? An A-level performance? Perhaps a B-level is. So I'm not trying to be irritating here, but I wanted to show you how some things are left open so as to be used for the benefit of someone who is maybe a redefinition expert. Military. The highest rating in rifle marksmanship, above that of marksmanship and sharpshooter. A person who has achieved such a rating. Now, if you're wondering what I'm doing, I'm continuing to define expert. Clear enough? No doubt that the military has specific criteria that enables a consistent outcome when this definition is used. But what about the person who is not or has never been a part of the armed services? Can they too be considered a sharpshooter? And by whom shall they be defined? I suspect it depends on the person and whether they are or are not trying to pin something on a person.
just trying to show that as clear as this definition is, it looks like it has wiggle room for the unsuspecting banger. Adjective. Possessing special skill or knowledge, trained by practice, skillful or skilled, often followed by in or at, an expert driver, to be expert at driving a car. So here we are back to a special skill or knowledge with the addition of trained by practice. My initial thought is to ask what is the difference between training and training by practice? And then again to ask what is the cutoff hours practice that determines the difference? But then there is also who is the teacher? Do they have to be an expert to train you? Does the teacher have to be involved at all? Does academics play a role? Isn't there a difference between the level of teachers who teach at a state university compared to a private university? Does winning and losing determine whether you are an expert? If you have always won second place, are you still considered an expert? Is not everyone on the racetrack an expert? How about in the NFL? You see, it all depends on how you define it and what criteria you, the individual, uses to define it. And it is here where I say that the lie exists. Because depending on who you are and what you are fighting for, you can define or redefine it to support your side of the argument. It's all subject to interpretation. Let's keep going on with the definition. We'll be done in a minute. Pertaining to, coming from, or characteristic of an expert, expert work, expert advice. Again, we still have the same problem, which is that we still don't have a clear understanding of what makes anyone an expert in anything. Verb, used with object, to act as an expert for. Have we not all heard from time to time that an expert totally missed a mark on a point, but because they have been classified as an expert, we give them special leniency over the non-expert? This happens a lot in our court system. They get what we call expert witnesses. And the qualifications, again, to be an expert are so subjective that the person who is not considered to be an expert stands almost no chance at defending themselves. I think we should just question if the person is really an expert or not. Time served does not make one an expert. We know politicians that have been in office their whole career and haven't done a whole lot of anything. No doubt we've had employees do the same thing. They can work their whole life in a job at a C-level. Doesn't mean that they were an expert. I do not think that Jesus was considered an expert in anything, and yet he knew and knows all things. Would they have defined him as an expert healer? An expert miracle maker? You see, it just depends on whose side you are on and what you believe. Surely he was an expert at weather. If ever he was wrong in his weather report, he could have just told the winds to shush and the seas to lie down. But so now then, if this is a lock, that is having rules to define or to lock down interpretation so that only experts can unlock the mystery. And we have all of these systems in place to determine, for example, justice, what life is and isn't, what hate is and isn't, what prejudice is or isn't. Then why do we miss it so often as people? And how does this thinking prevail in church? I have heard people say that that is not my interpretation of scripture and yet all Christian believers should know that the word is understood by the assistance of the Holy Spirit, who gives us the revelation of its meaning. In other words, he reveals what the intention is of what that word is saying to you. It's the voice of God in print, 
Do you really think God would leave it to interpretation for us to understand its meaning? Nope, we're not that consistent. So with this type of thinking, it is like somehow the truth has been built upon a foundation of jello. Do we not have a prevailing system of communication whereby if you tell someone the truth in their performance, then we can round about them around the truth and delay what should be the inevitable? How does this happen? We redefine what it is to be wrong. Hey, so-and-so, and so isn't good in this position. Well, obviously it's your fault because you haven't trained them well enough. But they hate their job. That's because you haven't trained them to love it. But they told me that their dream job is to do something other than what they're doing now. That's because of the lack of training to not only do as well as to love the job that they are in. But they said that they want to retire because they are too advanced in years to do the job. That's because they are tired of waiting for the training. <laughs> I know there's a lot going on here, but what I'm trying to point out is first the end result of this type of thinking, and now the source of it. In John, Jesus states to a group of peeps that they are not from God, or rather the children of God, but that their father is the devil. Now, it's a funny thing that I have read the scripture many times before, and never gave it another thought as to what it really meant, like what Jesus said. Now, of course, you know what I'm about to say, so perhaps you can just say it for me. No, but I did do a message on this line of thinking titled CD Seedlings. But so I don't want to lose you, I will exact some of its origins so as not to leave you in doubt as to what I just said. But before I do that, I want to encourage you to look at the why and not the actual events that made it possible for Satan to have children on earth. You see, the things I just mentioned above are initiated and perpetuated by them. Why? Because their father is a father of lies and the truth is not found in them. In fact, you could consider them expert liars. And <laughs> now we see why they play dodgeball with the truth. I see it like the games we played when we were kids and we had two magnets. Remember those simple days? Anyways, we would try and try to get the polar opposites to stay together. And some of us wondered why they didn't. Trying to get the truth to bond to a lie results in the same effect. They are polar opposites and cannot be bonded together. You see now why the human race had to kill Jesus. He was and is the polar opposite of us. And unless he changed our polarity through the born again experience, we could not get him. We could not attach ourselves to him. God will never bond himself to the devil or his kids. Well, that's it for today. Remember, it's not what you find wrong or disagree with regarding these messages, but what you can take away from it. Together, we can do more to impact the kingdom than if we work alone. Let's flip the script and kill, steal, and destroy the works of the enemy and create space for the light of life to shine through into people's lives. Find a seat and click on the like and subscribe button. Let's build this ministry together. Thanks and see you next time in deep water.